Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Astrology Now podcast. My name is Christine Rodriguez, and in this segment, we are going to be discussing the upcoming full moon in Gemini in the nakshatra of Murgashira. And so first and foremost, please remember that I am a Vedic sidereal astrologer. So the system of astrology is a more Eastern science from India, Southeast Asia, and I am using the astronomical placement of the planets at any given moment in time. If you follow Western tropical astrology, the signs that I use are likely not going to be correct. If you would like to calculate your Vedic birth chart, you can go to my website, innerknowing.yoga, click on offerings, and then chart to calculate your birth chart. So other heads ups, um, my cat is roaming around the room with me. Usually I keep her out. She was crying at the door wanting to be let in. Highly likely she's going to cry to be let out. I'm just going to keep rolling. So <laughs> it's been probably a year and a half since she's made a verbal appearance on Astrology Now, but let's see what happens today. So <clears throat> I feel like... Oh, I'm just so curious to know how you all are feeling. We are officially in Akala Sarpa Yoga, which means all of the planets are hemmed between Rahu and Ketu. The way I've been describing it is it's kind of like a karmic vortex <laughs> and things start changing and we may start feeling a certain level of intensity. And in our own lives, there may be intense change and transition. And then, of course, in the world at large, it definitely is like a pressure cooker um, for things to change and transform. So in my own personal life, definitely feel it. Um, I did an interview this morning with one of the most important spiritual teachers in my life to date, and I'm going to keep it secret for now. Some of you probably already know who it is, but I'm really excited, and so I'll release that one next week, and just talking to him oh, just helped everything slow down. So I am feeling very relieved and very at ease and very connected, which is something um, that I actually haven't been feeling for the past couple of days, maybe even a couple of weeks. So super, ha did you hear that? <laughs> Evie's saying hi. So super happy to be slowing down um, with you all and getting to bring uh, my best foot forward here. So we do have a full moon coming up again in the sidereal sign of Gemini, particularly in the nakshatra of Murgashira. And so I think that this is a really interesting full moon because the moon itself is not going to be included in the Kala Sarpa. It's almost as if the moon has kind of peeped its head through. And so I see this full moon as offering insight of offering clarity and giving us a deeper perception Okay, and, and particularly into things like truth, rather it be in the world around us or within ourselves. So I do see there being energy around truth and exposure and clarity being revealed either to ourselves or the world around us. Keeping in mind the full moon will be December 18th, 2021, around 11.35 p.m. Central Time. So notice what happens. I do see there also being some level of intensity with this full moon. The moon is going to be aspected by Jupiter, Mars, and Mercury. So there is a lot of energy being brought to um, 
to the moon, which is our mind and our emotional body. And so just backtracking a little bit, I want to talk a little bit more about what the full moon is, what the full moon signifies, and then we'll get a little bit more specific. But keep in mind that the full moon is when the moon and the sun are completely opposing one another. And so the moon is receiving as much light from the sun as it possibly can. It is standing in the sky at its most bright point, which is partially why I'm saying that there might be clarity, there might be insight, there might be, um, if there's been a fog around you, it may feel like that fog kind of lifts. And again, I think that this is going to impact everyone and at a global scale as well. And the full moon in general is a significant time of releasing and letting go because the moon it reaches its point of brightness and then it will begin to dwindle the light from the moon will be stripped away it's as if the energy of the light being stripped away helps us release and let go of whatever it is that we are um, attempting to release so the moon is in Gemini and Gemini is known as a sign of, of having a dual nature. Okay, so there are two natures to Gemini, maybe even sometimes more. It's a sign of communication, of advertising, of wit, of humor. It's also of intelligence in many ways. Now, Gemini also has this really strong connection to the nervous system. So this is something that I want to be mindful of. It's definitely possible that you're feeling a little bit, um, a little bit of a fragile nervous system at this time. It's definitely a wonderful time to practice pranayama or breath practice. If you're unfamiliar, you can type alternate nostril breathing into YouTube. That's a really good place to start. And so I do see there being a sensitivity to the nervous system. And Gemini, again, it has to do with information and it has to do with, I don't necessarily want to say knowledge, but it's like information and it does have to do with knowledge to an extent. It's just usually I associate knowledge to like Jupiter. And so within Gemini, we always want to look at the nakshatra. And so in for this full moon, the moon is going to be in the nakshatra of Mrigashira. And Mrigashira is associated to the face of the deer. And I love this nakshatra because it spans between Gemini and Taurus. So it's kind of like the bridging nakshatra between Taurus and Gemini. And it's associated to a lot of soft things. There is a softness to this nakshatra and as i was talking about with gemini having to do with the nervous system mrigashira is one of these nakshatras that is rather timid and it kind of startles easily and it has as we would imagine with a deer you know they kind of stand still and they freeze and they assess the situation and they either stay frozen or they bound away so mrigashira can have this timid nature to it as well and it loves tranquility because again, it's like the deer. So it doesn't like the noisy road or a lot of chaos or a lot of stimulus. Mergashira really does like places of tranquility, ease, and peacefulness. The nakshatra has a connection to weaving things together. Again, when we think about deer together, they're always, it's very rare to see a deer by itself. And then as they're kind of bounding, they weave in and out of each other. And so it's interesting because it is this nakshatra that has a lot to do with independence, but it also has a lot to do with connection. 
and a lot to do with cohesiveness. This nakshatra does very well in groups. It does very well with anything that involves a team or partnership, but it's not the best nakshatra for commitment, not the best nakshatra for discipline, which makes things a little bit difficult. And we will come to find that this nakshatra does the best when it does work on commitment, when it works on having a schedule, when it works on staying true to the most important things in its life. And sometimes Murugashira can get distracted. It's easily distracted. It's kind of on high alert. As I was mentioning earlier, it is a little finicky in nature. And when I'm discussing this, I'm thinking of Vata, you know, and Vata is this very airy, elusive, misty element. What Vata needs is to be grounded, needs to be stable, needs to have things clearly outlined to help ground it down and calm it down. It's the same thing with Murgashira. It needs to have an outlined, orchestrated <laughs> disciplined, committed way of being so that it can really express its most valuable qualities. It just does better when it focuses on these things. And so all of that to say in this full moon, we may feel kind of scattered. We may feel like our nervous system is on edge. We may feel this energy of fight, flight, or freeze. You know, we may have some sort of stimulus, we may get triggered, maybe we freeze up and we don't want to engage, maybe we decide to run away. And so what I'm really encouraging you all to do is to resist the urge to fight, flight, or freeze, resist the urge to get hijacked by the nervous system. So in preparation, you know, doing the breath work, sitting still, calming down the mind, avoiding excess stimulus like the media or social media or television or really loud chaotic music, really trying to calm yourself down beforehand. And if a trigger arises, ask yourself if this is an important lesson. Is it something where you need to flee because of a safety concern? Or is it something where the urge and desire to flee or freeze or fight <laughs> comes up? Can you stop yourself before reacting and then choose to engage with it? You know, notice what type of response you have and ask yourself if it is the best course of action. I think it's very rare, you know, when we are, when we're moving throughout the world and we're working with our family or our work connections or our intimate partnerships or even our friends, it's very rare that we'll have an encounter where freezing and choosing to completely disengage is going to be helpful. It's rare that engaging in conflict and choosing to fight head on is going to be helpful. And it's rare that running away and completely avoiding the circumstances is going to be helpful. You know, it's like we have this tendency built into our brain from an evolutionary, for an evolutionary meaning. You know, fight, flight, or freeze is a survival response where if we're in the wild and something's about to eat us or something about is about to get us, super valuable. We need it. It's helpful. We need the amygdala. We need these certain responses. They help us protect ourselves 110%. And... I would say 98% of the time, <laughs> we're not actually in a life-threatening experience. And so 
part of the yogic path, part of the path of mindfulness is being able to override that tendency to override the nervous system. The nervous system comes up. Oh my God, I'm scared. I don't know what to do. The higher self steps in, take a deep breath, connect to your source, connect to your higher power. You've got this. You're going to act to the best of your ability. You're going to act from a place of wisdom. You're going to act from a place of love for yourself and for the people around you. Not saying it's easy. And I think that I've talked about this before. I've definitely talked about this in the Inner Knowing Vedic Coaching Program, but it's finding the time between the stimulus and the response. And when we're looking at deer like Murgashira, they have the stimulus and they either freeze or they flight immediately. That is their response because they're deer and they're trying to survive, right? We're, we have a different brain structure. We have different abilities as a human. So what happens is we experience a stimulus. And before we allow the takeover of the fight, flight, or freeze, we have to wedge our higher thinking. We have to wedge our mindfulness. We have to wedge our evolved self between the stimulus and the response so that we can act from a place of wisdom. And so... That is something that I want you to be thinking about. The other thing that I want you to be thinking about is your commitments and your values. The sun is in Sagittarius and Sagittarius is all about value. It's about what we think is important, what we think governs our life, what is the compass of our heart. This has so much to do with Sagittarius energy. And some of us may have a compass. I mean, we all have a compass, right? Some of us may have a loud compass, but we may not be acting from that space. We may not be following the compass, even though we know it will guide us to safety. For whatever reason, we're staying in some situation, some connection, some job, some even conversation. And even though we know in the compass of our heart that it's best to leave it, we kind of stay in it. And so now is a really amazing time to look at that and ask ourselves, where am I not following that compass? And it takes a lot of courage to look at that and be honest with ourselves. But again, this full moon is really powerful for illuminating things, bringing things to the light. And so take some time, tap into that compass, ask yourself where you need to be going if you're following it. And just taking a look and being really honest with yourself. And then, of course, you know, your values in relationship to other people. This one's a really big one because when we are having a lot of energy in Sagittarius, there can be this tendency to look at our values and to look at what we think is important and then separate ourselves from other people because we think that those values are so important, you know. But a lot of the time when we're separating ourselves from other people, the reason deep down inside is because of fear. You know, it may outwardly look like disgust or anger or confusion. But when we strip away the layers, a lot of the time what it comes down to is being afraid. You know, and when we're afraid, where are we acting from? Fight, flight, freeze. <laughs> so how can we be in touch with our values and what we find important while staying connected where Mrigashira thrives? 
How can we stay in touch with ourselves in that way, being honest with ourselves, standing in our truth while not allowing it to separate ourselves from others? Because at this point in time, it's going to be the best to operate in a group. And then finally, as I was discussing, were the commitments. Um, We may be feeling gun shy. We may be feeling on edge. And especially with Venus going retrograde, we may feel this tendency to want to kind of flee, you know, especially when it comes to intimacy. And when I say intimacy, it could be a close relationship, could be a friendship, could be a family member, something that's an intimate, close connection. Before the full moon comes, ask yourself the relationships, people, things, whatever, that you're truly committed to, what is worth working through? And people often say like fighting for it, but I don't want fighting for it. We're not fighting for it, right? We're using applied wisdom to work for it. And so take note of that in preparation because there might be something that comes up that kind of rattles that or makes you want to flee or someone else want to flee. So take some time, take inventory, what's important, what is worth using your applied wisdom, using your patience, using your love to work through. So those were some of the keynotes for Mrigashira. This nakshatra is also all about searching. (laughs) And so we may be feeling like um, maybe our life is incomplete or we may have a wandering eye or we may be scrolling Instagram and wonder why we don't have a six pack and why we don't have Louis Vuitton and why we don't have all these things. There may be this energy of wanting to find something outside of what we already have. And with that being said, try to bring yourself back to gratitude. Try to bring yourself back to acknowledging what you have been given in this life and, and find the abundance for what you have in life. There's nothing wrong with wanting things. There's nothing wrong with desire. There's nothing wrong with wanting to do better. You know, if you're like wanting to work out for abs or you're wanting to work hard for money to buy the bag or... You know, there's, there's nothing wrong with any of these things inherently. It's when we start losing perception or perspective rather on how abundant our life actually is. It's when we start feeling resentful and we start feeling judgmental and we start feeling negative, ungrateful for our own life. Because what that turns into is just a general unhappiness, general dissatisfaction. And so when we instead turn to focus on what it is that we have, what it is that brings us joy, our body, our vitality, the ability to walk downstairs and get cold brew out of a fridge, you know, our beloved pet, our dad who's always there for us, our mother who's always there for us, our partner, our car, you know, the fact that we have a safe home, just like going through and gaining that perspective on all that we have and the abundance that we have on life. So... It's okay to want, it's okay to desire, nothing inherently wrong, and trying not to let it sprout legs and run away with us so that we stop appreciating our life. Otherwise, we're kind of stuck in Maya, right? That illusion of the material world. Instead, coming home to the self and coming home to that perception. So this is what I have, I think, for the full moon. I apologize if I sound kind of out of it. I've, again, like, I feel a lot better now, but um, this has been a weird time for me. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm so curious how it's been for you all. I um, I do really well when I travel. If I go somewhere, and I'm not talking about traveling like to a neighboring town. I mean like get away. Like if I go to a different state or I go to the mountains, usually that's a really good place. Go somewhere that's kind of isolated. That's when I can kind of hit the reboot button and gain a lot of insight and gain a lot of perception and snap myself out of these things. But, you know, traveling isn't always feasible and traveling is a luxury. So I'm really working on how to hit that reboot button here inside at home in Austin where I am trying to because that's the work right the work is finding the reboot button finding the connection finding the gratitude within what we have in this moment so that is my work currently I'm so curious to hear how everyone's been doing that being said email me at astrologynowpodcast at gmail.com it may take me a little while to respond especially if you send me a long email that's like really juicy I like to sit down and read it like a book and then respond so it may take me some time to respond but I do respond eventually I would love to hear it if you're on my Patreon account, patreon.com slash astrologynowpodcast. I'm a little bit more responsive there, especially um, the briefer the things are, the more responsive I am because I can just get it done. But that's not, you know, if you need to send me a novel, send me a novel. <laughs> but I am more responsive on Patreon in general. Uh, patreon.com slash astrologynowpodcast where I do weekly horoscopes for each of the 12 zodiac signs. So just getting a little snapshot of the night sky we do have this k2 mars conjunction which i think is the reason for me personally being in a funk uh probably the venus saturn as well but k2 and mars together it is a very intense connection and some of you may be feeling more vitality you may be feeling more strength you may be feeling more energy as I mentioned on the previous podcast, it is a time of being super mindful when it comes to conflict, super mindful when it comes to arguments. We are all prone to losing sight of what we're angry about, losing sight of how to appropriately handle conflict. So we all want to be careful about that. Yes, I do think that this month, December, is the month to be careful we all want to be super mindful because these transits don't just affect us. They affect everyone. Not everyone is paying attention to astrology. So people may not be acting as mindfully. So we definitely want to watch out for accidents, injuries, you know, people being violent, things of that nature. Venus and Saturn are together. Venus is going retrograde on the 19th. And so relationships are going to become a focal point for many of us reviewing, reflecting, reanalyzing our romantic connections. And it is going to prompt us to look at what we want in the long term. What do we want in long term relationships? What do we want in a foundation? So have that on your radar. Jupiter, the placement of Jupiter is still working on revealing deeper layers of truth. And I think that this is completely fascinating with different lawsuits that we have now. Again, I try not to talk about the media too much because I don't want to scar everyone any more than you already are <laughs> with the news. But like with the Ghislaine, am I pronouncing that correctly? Ghislaine Maxwell trial um, and many other things that we're seeing around the world. There is so much that has happened for so long that is so unethical and so unjust Things are coming to the surface. 
deep rooted matters, deep rooted conversation, things that have been networking and connecting and building and growing below the surface are going to be revealed. And we've been waiting for this as Jupiter moves through Aquarius between now and April, more and more information is going to be coming out. And this can be in our own personal lives as well. There can be deeper truths coming to the surface, things that we forgot about, things that we may not even know about. So truth is being revealed, especially this month with the sun being in Sagittarius. It's all about the truth. It's all about ethics and and what is right. So that is a snapshot of the sky. I try to keep these relatively brief. So I hope that that was helpful. If you want to get um, a full image of December, I did release a December horoscope that will likely be helpful. You can go back and listen to that. Please be looking forward to next week for that interview I do. I'm so excited to release it. I hope you find it helpful. If you have any questions, you're always welcome to message me at astrologynowpodcast at gmail.com. You can send me a message or schedule a reading at innerknowing.yoga. Please follow me on Instagram, astrologynow underscore podcast. And again, my Patreon account is patreon.com slash astrologynowpodcast. Again, my name is Christine. This is Astrology Now. Thank you so much.